Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And joining me is your other co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. And Eric, I am excited to get back to Up High, Down Low. It is, again, just like the international feature, which we just did this past Monday, quickly becoming one of my favorites that we do here on the podcast on a bi-monthly basis. And now we've done Marvel. We've done My Hero. It's time for me to have a little bit of fun and dive into my favorite franchise, and I'm excited to do so. Yeah, I can't wait to see how this turns out because this is your your baby here. This is the one that you are going to be driving forward. There's going to be character names I don't know you're going to get mad about, dinosaurs names I don't know how to pronounce. I'm really looking forward to this experience for the both of us. Yeah, we decided to visit the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World series for Up High Down Low because we are just a couple of weeks away from Dominion and this whole six film double trilogy wrapping up. And, you know, I'm a little apprehensive. I'm definitely very excited, but it's always hard to stick the landing when it comes to these things. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know how Eric and I felt about Fallen Kingdom and who knows how this third one is going to go. I definitely can tell you without getting too far into it. They've given way too much away in the trailers, but I am excited to see it. So, uh, Eric, you know, with that being said, let everybody know what this episode is going to entail, because in the tease for this episode or when we released all the episodes in the beginning, it just says Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Let them know what we're going to be talking about specifically for this episode of Up High and Down Low. Right. And pretty much this series is a little bit newer. So as we're kind of getting our footing on what we want this to be, here's the gist. Up High Down Low is going to be where we take a topic and we come up with a best slash worst ranking list. And for this episode, we're going to rank our favorite three and our least favorite three kills from Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World. This also includes the TV show Camp Cretaceous. So literally any Jurassic Park property on film, TV or movies. And we're going to pretty much set ourselves to be judged forever. So a little bit more of a casual episode very akin to our tirades and hot takes episode. So if you like that, pretty much more of the same with just a little bit of structure to it with that ranking system. And Phil, we don't really have any guidelines behind that other than just our preferences. So yeah, that's pretty much what this episode's going to be about. And I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, similar to like tirades and hot takes, it just allows us to have a fun conversation. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for. So if you are listening to this episode and you're brand new and you're not necessarily interested in Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, that's perfectly fine. Check out the rest of our library. I promise there is something here for everybody. But I can also promise you that you're going to have a really good time listening to the episode regardless. And for all of you returning listeners, welcome back. We are so happy to have you. And uh, thank you so much for uh, allowing us to do what we do. But Eric, as always with Up High Down Low, let's start on the positive side with Up High. And we'll rank our three favorite kills from the Jurassic series. And we'll start with number three. Would you like me to go first and kick this thing off? Yeah, why not? I feel like you should have to do the honors, and it should be mentioned that these are just going to be dino-on-human kills. 
Uh, we're not going to be doing Dino on Dino. Otherwise, our number one, right, Phil, probably has to be that awesome fight at the end of Jurassic World, oh, the first God, one. So, so cool. <laughs> again, and then our least favorite being the Spinosaurus killing the T-Rex. Right, it would have been a pretty quick episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. So we're going to really try to go into it. And really, again, objectively, it's just going to be based off of preferences. I'm sure both of us went in with different mindsets on our selection. So I hope there's going to be a good amount of diversity. I think we both tried our hardest to have diverse answers. So let's see what you got with this first one and see if we link up on it. So I'm going to give a little love to Jurassic World to kick things off with number three. And Eric, you know that my one of my favorite designs in this entire franchise is the Indominus Rex. And leading up to the buildup for Jurassic World, we didn't really know what it looked like. And that's an approach I wish they would have taken with the next two movies with Fallen Kingdom as well as Dominion. But the Indominus Rex versus the ACU team in Jurassic World, it's when the Indominus first escapes and they send out the ACU team for Jurassic World and the Indominus Rex just slaughters all of these people. And the reason this one really sticks out to me is because, again, you're introducing this dinosaur as a serious threat and you send out this team who, in theory, right, is specialized within Jurassic World to take care of threats just like this. Who knows what else they've been through? Who knows what other types of dinosaurs they've had to go up against? But the fact that the Indominus Rex just slaughters them. And then, Eric, it's also amped up by the fact that like, you're hearing it through the control center back in the Jurassic World headquarters with all, you know, with Simon Mazrani and Chris Pratt's character and, and Claire and everybody are in there just hearing all these people just get annihilated really, really sticks with me. And maybe that's just because I love the Indominus Rex so much. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Uh, the, Indom- the Indominus is definitely awesome. That's what I love so much about Jurassic World is how they made, they just made a new dinosaur and it actually worked. Not so much in Fallen Kingdom, but then again, they do it in Camp Cretaceous. For those of you that haven't watched that, we won't really talk about the uh, Scorpio Rex, I believe it was Scorpius, called by. Close enough. So, Close enough. Scorp- Scorpio. Just a Scorpio Rex that has like really, really like weird tendencies specific to Scorpios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not into I'm Listen, not into all of that that stuff, but it'd be I'd be funny to see. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I uh I definitely don't want to ever remember that dinosaur. So that's definitely not something that I want to think about. But I, I don't know. Let's just see. What, what are Scorpios good at? They're strong and strategic when it comes to handling and managing money, according to Google. Really fiscally so responsible that would be dinosaur. Inter- <laughs> this dinosaur be made some really good dinosaur. decisions, and now it's financially set for life. Good for them. Wow, this episode went <laughs> off the rails. So let's, let's, uh, let's bring it back. Phil, the Indominus, a very good choice. Mine is actually maybe surprising. It's the, the asshole guy in The Lost World who gets just basically devoured by compies. And I don't know why I enjoy that so much, but one, he had it coming to him, but it's just unsettling to see a compie just gnawing on his upper lip. And just again, then they do do it kind of off camera, the actual death, but then like the blood in the water, like, I don't know, it just worked for me. A lot of times you're going to hear this on the other side, I don't really like a lot of those off-camera deaths, but I mean, those compies were just fucking him up and then they, they kill him. So yeah, that's uh that's one I wanted to throw out there as my, uh, my third, my, my number three. How do you feel about that? Yeah. And that is Dieter Stark from the Lost World Jurassic Park. And 
yeah, you see him be a complete dick to the compies later. So it is a really big like come up and kill in the you know in the series, and that's what one of mine is here on up high as well. So yeah, that is what I certainly considered. And I think it's really um, it's a really chilling kill because of like he just gets overwhelmed so fast. And like one compy, you know, isn't really that big of a deal. But then again, you also see that in the beginning of the Lost World where they overwhelm the little girl like they can when you know you get ganged up on them. It, it becomes scary really, really quickly. And then you just hear her. What is he? Carter! <laughs> Carter, <laughs> Carter's like nowhere to be found. So, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, uh, I, I don't mind that one one bit. But let's get to number two here, Eric. What do you have on your list at number two? So, Phil, for number two, and I have a feeling we are going to overlap on this one. So I'm going to actually give you kind of a tie for two. And the reason for that is because they're by the same dinosaur. And I think they're essentially the same scene because it's surprising. But I I just like the way they pulled it off in both scenes for different reasons. So I kind of have them neck and neck. And that is the assistant and the technician that are both killed by the Mosasaurus in both Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2. Hmm. I'm, I'm curious if you had that on your list because I think they both, you know, with the first one, it just is really cool to see and it's out of nowhere. And they, they pull the out of nowhere trick with the Mosasaurus quite a bit. But in Fallen Kingdom, it does work with the fact that you have the T-Rex chasing him. You think he finally gets away and it just comes out of nowhere. I really like both of those elements, and the Mosasaurus is really cool, so that is my second one. Did we overlap on that one? I feel like I might have stolen that from you. No, we didn't. So you're talking about specifically the beginning of Fallen Kingdom? Yes. So, okay. So in the middle of Jurassic World, the first one where the assistant dies, she's getting attacked oh. by like that, that pterodactyl animal, mm. and then also as a like neck-and-neck tie the technician from the beginning of uh, Fallen Kingdom. Got it. So kind of spoil things a little bit here. So the beginning of Fallen Kingdom, I wish the entire movie was like that. And I know you couldn't just do the park again. That's perfectly fine. But like that set a tone that you don't really see as much the rest of the film. And there are some moments with the Indoraptor that are definitely horror centric. But like the opening to the scene, honestly, Eric, it's up there. So that's not on my list. Zara, which is the name of the assistant in Jurassic World, she's on my list, but not on Up High. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm really curious to hear about that. Well, I'm glad I did a 50-50 on that one. So you like half my answer. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So what do you got for two? So number two, I went with a, the, uh, the revenge route that you kind of went with for your number three. And my number two is Dennis Nedry with the Dilophosaurus in the first Jurassic Park film. And that character is iconic. You know, Wayne Knight, who is who just plays that role so, so well. We see him trying to escape the island. You know, he's got the Barbasol can. And again, also where he was a dick to the Dilophosaurus earlier in the film. And to see him get his comeuppance and really, really like, I don't want to say sets the tone because the movie does a good job of that before then. But at that point, you're like, man, this is like a really, really gruesome and... A bloody ride and uh, it happens it kind of happens like not off screen but you don't see it fully but you see him you know he gets the the poison in his face and all that kind of stuff and it is one of those iconic moments and that's why people have been clamoring for the Dilophosaurus to come back in the Jurassic series the Dilophosaurus will be returning in Dominion in some shape or form people love that dinosaur and and this scene has a lot to do with that and probably everything to do with that 
You know, that's not a bad choice. Definitely one I thought about and I considered. And I thought I didn't like it as much as I, I guess I, I remembered because I, I remember there being, you know, kind of the off-camera death once again. That's kind of what I remember from it. But everything leading up to it is quite terrifying. So uh, definitely a good choice. Film, I'm really curious to see what our number one is going to be. And I'm going to go back to... The Lost World, and my number one death is when Eddie Carr is killed by the two T-Rexes, and he's basically shared <laughs> among oh, the Rexes. <laughs> I was gonna kind of go with the guy on the toilet in the first one, but then I remembered this one, and I, I visibly remember this one from my childhood, and it definitely stuck with me. So this is more of a personal favorite here at number one. And I do want to mention just kind of like a honorable mention, which was Masrani and Jurassic World. He was somewhere in like the top four and he just didn't crack it. But that death also uh, kind of impacted me a lot in that movie. But I'm giving it to Eddie Carr's death uh, where he's just ripped apart by the two T-Rexes. So that's that's definitely it. Didn't quite expect when I made the list to have two kills from the Lost World make this list. But here we are. Yeah, that is a very good one. And I'm going to be honest with you, like it's one that was very difficult to leave off of my list. And I left it off because I do have another Lost World pick here. And that that is my number one and one that you didn't mention, Eric. And I think it may be it might, may surprise you a little bit. But yes, seeing Eddie Carr just get ripped apart by these two T-Rexes and also like bust his ass to save everybody like he died a hero, but then just was not given like a hero's death. <laughs> like he was just completely annihilated. And it is another scene that really, really sticks out within the franchise. And I did definitely almost make my list. But Eric, number one for me. And remember, this is just my favorite kills in the series. And it's just the way that they played it off and how iconic it is and how horrifying it is. It's the engine hunters, Eric. It's the don't go into the long grass for the lost world. And the raptors, you see them like converging on them. And then finally, you get the moment where one jumps out of the long grass and leaps onto one of the engine hunters and takes him out. And you just see people getting picked off one by one. It's everything that like I wish the entire Velociraptor sequence is in that movie, because later on, of course, we get the stupid gymnastic scene where one gets taken out. And that's like one of the jump the shark moments within the entire series. It's awful. That's my favorite moment in the entire series. <laughs> please stop. Please. please stop. Uh, they, the rappers got what they deserved. In fact, <laughs> I don't know what scene you're referencing because I closed my eyes during that part. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that makes sense. But yeah, that is number one for me. It's the don't go into the long grass scene in the lost world because, again, it's just really, really terrifying. Like, just imagine being just walking through there having no idea that you're just being hunted it's oh god it's terrifying that's my number one eric not bad at all not bad at all i'm really curious to kind of see where the other side of this is going to go phil so i i think this is a really good uh really good start to the episode and why don't we go ahead and make that transition into our down low so let's go ahead and talk about our least favorite or worst kills of the franchise phil do you want to go first again, or do you want me to take this one? Because I feel like I've got an interesting one to kick things off. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. What's your number three for down low? So this may be a hot topic. However, as much as I love the iconic clever girl, that whole sequence I actually don't like. And it's going to be my number three on the down low. Phil, I'm, I'm curious how you feel about it. For me, I'm not 
you know, against, you know, the guy being outsmarted. You know, I, I kind of like that character. I just don't like the visuals of the Raptor. Like, you know, th there's a lot of things that work in Jurassic Park, but like the contortion of like the Raptor and like, I don't know, it just looked kind of more cheesy to me. I, I didn't really, I didn't find it believable. They did a lot of good things with the Raptors, with those kind of live uh, prosthetics isn't the word, but you know what I'm trying to say. The Raptor in that scene just didn't do it for me. And, and again, I thought it was just a, a, a little anticlimactic. So I don't know how you feel about that one, but I feel like that just in respect of tirades and hot takes, I feel like that's a hot take on this episode. No, that's definitely a hot take. That's ranked relatively high on a lot of lists that I came across. And it's number one on this pacemagazine.com list. And I think it is a lot. A lot of it has to do with the clever girl line. And it just shows like what they were teasing earlier in the film about how smart they are. Like, I believe Muldoon is telling Alan Grant exactly how they hunt earlier on in the film. It definitely is a hot take. I'm, I'm not mad at you for putting it on there, but I wouldn't put it in my like near my top three. It'd be somewhere in the middle. I really think it is really iconic just because of the clever girl line. Um, but I do think in terms of like the story, it's really, really important. But, you know, I see where you're coming from. I'm not mad at you for that. Um, for my number three, Eric, I went to num I went to Jurassic Park as well. I think it's kind of funny. We're finding like we're going to the same franchises, but we're not picking the same kills. My number three is Ray Arnold, which is Samuel L. Jackson. It happens off screen. All we see is Ellie Sattler finding his severed arm. And I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to remember if there was supposed to be more to that scene or like if we see it and they cut it out. But like, it was just kind of disappointing. I mean, it was 1993. The, you know, the fake arm isn't the best, but I just was like, man, that's, you know, that's a obviously a really big actor. And it's a, you know, you're really trying to drive home how dangerous the Raptors are. Let us see what happened. I'd, I'd like to know how they like surgically cut off his arm as well. <laughs> so that was my number three. I was like, man, eh, that could have been better. Well, listen, I'm sure if it, one of us is going to bring up uh, some other scenarios of that. So if you didn't like uh, just hands being there, stay tuned. <laughs> I, uh, I think, oh, that, mm, yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a good one. I had a feeling one of us is going to bring it up. So I'll keep that in mind. My number two is going to actually be from the Camp Cretaceous series. And Mitch and Tiff are the worst part of season two by far. But Tiff's death is very unsatisfying. When she's on the boat, they just show the dinosaurs and we hear a scream. At least with Mitch, we got a little bit of a payoff in his death. But with Tiff, I was highly disappointed, Phil. And, you know, we reviewed that on the podcast. So a throwback to that. But curious to see what you think and if uh, if that ended up on your list, because I was definitely disappointed and I wanted to see her just get mauled. Yeah, not on my list, but again, a deserving spot to be somewhere like in the top 10 if we were to expand this out a little bit. And yeah, Mitch's death, who was eaten by Rexy, is much better. You see the Baryonyx climb onto the, the boat. It's, that's Chaos and Limbo. And remember earlier in the series, spoilers, they were killed by Grimm. So, yeah, and that was like what, like one of the final scenes of the season as well. Right, Eric? And season two is very good. And to kind of throw that in there is like, man, eh, they definitely could have done much better. I mean, I know that sets up the kids getting the boat. But yeah, that I can see why you didn't like that one for sure. It was very underwhelming. Well, before we get into our number one, Eric, which I think we may have gotten the same one. My number two, as I alluded to earlier, is Zara Young from Jurassic World. 
And it's not for the same reasons that a lot of people really, to kind of give you a little backstory on this, Eric, and all of you listening, a lot of people were very upset about that death because they thought it was over like graphic and over violent for a character that didn't really deserve it. I know a lot of people were upset because they thought it was like a really violent kill for a woman who didn't necessarily deserve it. Now, there were scenes for Zara that were cut out of Jurassic World, and I think that's why it made this death less impactful for me. Um, It just seems like if you're going to do that to a character, it should be a character that we have a lot more of a connection to. And again, they kind of took that out of the movie and she wasn't really important in the grand scheme of things. So that's why I put it at number two, Um, not necessarily because of the controversy. I just thought, man, if you're going to have someone go out that way, it should be somebody that has a bigger impact on the story because it is definitely a brutal death. I think it belongs probably in the top five of the most brutal deaths within the entire series. But the fact that they did it to her, it was like a throwaway kill. It felt like just so we can get the, you know, the Moza a little bit more action within the movie. And I mean, had they held that to the end of the movie, that that ending would have still worked. So that that definitely is a good call out. What I will say is kind of doing some research on this and getting freshed up uh, on the on the kills. Dead Meat is a YouTube channel that does the kill count. Uh, it's very good. YouTube we talked about channel. them before. Yeah, very, very entertaining. And they're very, very good at what they do. In fact, he was pretty much a main source for me. I'll probably just throw throw his info in the show notes uh, now that I'm saying it out loud. But yeah, James A. Janice is amazing. We need to get him on the show. I would love to talk to him. But but with that being said, I did want to go ahead and mention that he does also call out in the Jurassic series that mainly males die <laughs> in these films. So I'm just saying, Phil, I feel like we're here, you know, equality, women's power. I say kill some more women in the series. <laughs> I don't know if that's man. Someone's going to isolate that soundbite. <laughs> I've been so much you. trouble. <laughs> no, so. that just again, just some, just food for thought. It's mostly men that right. die in this series. Uh, it's and, true. And again, it, it was just called out in his YouTube video. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. So that's that was my number two, though, not necessarily because of, like I said, some of the controversy, just because it felt like, you know, kind of a, a shock factor kill that was kind of just thrown in there. But Without any further ado, Eric, let's get to our number one kill on the down low side of things. And it sounds like we may have landed at the same place. Is your number one on your list the SS Venture ship crew, which is the crew that lands in San Diego and is just decimated for some reason. And you mentioned a lone hand that is just hanging from the steering wheel of the boat. It is. So so to give you some honorable mentions, and really, I actually have a tie at the top spot, Phil. So an honorable mention was the in-gen soldiers that died via night vision goggles in Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. That's Didn't enjoy that, yeah. but it wasn't awful. And my tie here is the transport ship, but it's also the two guys on the boat at the beginning of Jurassic Park 3 that just die. Yeah, disappear. Off screen. They're, they're literally on the water. And the boat's just going. It's just a really bad take. But I think if I had to pick one of those two uh, tied at the top, definitely the transport ship. Like, how how do you explain that away? Like, that is just such a weird thing to do. So I'm not surprised it made it on your top list. The second you mentioned Samuel Jackson's character in in Jurassic Park, I was like, yeah, he's going to have a field day with this one. Yeah, and this is another instance where they cut something out of the film. And for those of you that don't know, the original plan was for the film to also include a group of raptors that had boarded the ship as stowaways, which would have resulted in like a cat and mouse style game of the sailors being hunted 
And these portions were cut out, but not the plot hole of why the ship crew is just in ruins. Because, again, it's not like the Rex got out and then crawled back into its holding cage. So, Eric, did you know that that was the original plan? Did you come across that in your research? Because that was what's supposed to have happened. But they cut it out, but then didn't explain how they all died. Yeah, that just seems like a really big mistake to make. I will say the Lost World has a soft spot in my heart. So for those of you that couldn't figure that out by a lot of choices made here, I actually quite enjoy that movie for its problems. And that's just one of those little things, Phil, that when I watch it, I just like giggle. I'm like, haha, that's so stupid. And then I just move on from it. I'm sure you don't feel the same uh, in many Jurassic Park fans. But when I look at it, I just again, I, I chuckle and I move on. Well, honestly, until Jurassic World came out, Jurassic Park was my second favorite. I mean, obviously, Jurassic Park 3 was the only other option, but I also really love The Lost World. I think the whole San Diego sequence is kind of messy, but I don't hate it. And I think they're going to take what they learned from that and like really do well for Dominion. Like we've seen a lot of that, like the viral marketing, Eric, for Dominion has been fantastic. I don't know if you've gotten to take your son to Dino Tracker, but it is awesome. Have you seen that yet? I have not. You're going to have to fill me in on that because that just sounds cool and I don't even know what it is. Yeah. So right now, just to like give free Dominion press right now, but or publicity, there is a Dino Tracker website because the whole premise of Dominion is, of course, there are dinosaurs out in the real world and there are like fan or like, you know, quote unquote, actual encounters with dinosaurs out in the world. It's on DinoTracker.com, I believe. Uh, We'll put it in the show notes. Um, I'll find it and add it to it. But it's really, really cool. I think your son would like it. And I I plan to show my daughter as well. But I think they'll take what they learned from their mistakes in the Lost World and apply them here to Dominion. Um, Because, yeah, I really love the Lost World, even though it is very, very messy. It gets a little silly at times. But I still think it's probably number three on my list, right behind the original and Jurassic World. So... Yeah, doesn't surprise me that we landed here at the same spot. It's just really baffling that they were like, okay, we're going to cut that part out, but everyone is still dead on the on the ship. So it was definitely very, very strange. But Eric, this was definitely a lot of fun. Is there anything else you wanted to mention that maybe was on the outside looking in on the up high portion? Um, other than that, I think we're just about ready to go. But uh, again, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite series that we do. It's just a really fun time. Yeah, if you don't mind being a little bit more quiet, I'm currently on DinoTracker.com. <laughs> I am having a blast. Isn't so it cool? It, this is this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I don't want to oversell it, but I'm literally just searching for dinosaurs on the planet. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain that and why that's that's awesome. So this is really cool. Yeah, that'll definitely be in the show notes as well. Phil, I thought this was a, a fun episode. We really enjoyed doing this series. This is a series we came up keeping things fresh on the podcast so we really definitely want to hear from you guys if you're here at the end of the episode and you've got a topic you want us to touch on let us know on social media and phil for those that are here for the first time let them know where they can find us yeah everybody if you stuck around don't forget you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast which includes apple Podcasts, spotify pandora amazon music that's just naming a few if you do find yourself listening on apple Podcasts or spotify do us a favor and leave us a five-star review one of the best ways you can help support the show make sure to also check out the show notes for our youtube link for all of our live streams and you can find us on facebook and instagram at wait for a podcast and on twitter at wait for a pod and if you're in florida and you're listening to this episode and you're going to be at megacon this weekend hey let us know on our social medias maybe we can say hi and just let us know that you listen to the podcast we love interacting with you guys Uh, but other than that eric i think we are good to go 
And of course, as we've talked about at length here, we will be reviewing Dominion. So definitely look forward to that next month. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes that we've done with some pretty special guests talking about Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, definitely check those in the show notes as well. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And please don't forget, we release new episodes on the podcast every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.